OTB Sports Rugby. Everyone in the world thinks Ireland should win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you pick the combined side, who'd get in from Wales? Jeez, no one, I don't think. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB's Rugby Daily with Deliveroo. Delivering matchday meal deals throughout the Six Nations. Welcome to Friday's Rugby Daily. My name is Richie McCormack and as you will have heard there by the new Sting, we've got ourselves a new sponsor. Rugby Daily is now brought to you in partnership with Deliveroo, delivering matchday meal deals throughout the Six Nations. On the way, France and Italy named their teams for Sunday's clash in Rome. The France general manager has defended the appearance of former FF4 president Bernard Laporte at their training camp. But first, the Ireland squad have held their captain's run at the Principality Stadium ahead of tomorrow's Six Nations opener away to Wales. Andy Farrell has no new injury concerns and indeed sees his squad expanded following the arrival of Munster prop Roman Salanoa. Forwards coach Paul O'Connell was asked today about Type Furlong's injury status as well as the reasons for calling up Salanoa. Yeah, Roman Roman joins up, I suppose. Uh Tig is, is progressing well, I think he ran today. Um, Roman was obviously on the Emerging Ireland tour with us. He was in with us for a few games over the autumn as well. He was in with us match day a few times. He hasn't been away from home, so I suppose an opportunity for us to um, to get him in and uh, to get him used to the scene and used to the setup. Tomorrow's game brings Ireland face-to-face with their old foe Warren Gatland after he was drafted in as Wayne Pivak's successor barely two months ago. But despite the short time with which Gatland has had to work with the squad, O'Connell expects him to make an immediate impact with the Welsh panel. Well, yeah, that's what I found on the, on the lines. You know, it was, it was one of the biggest... It was one of the biggest things I noticed that, that that was that we had a very clear game plan very early on, and we knew exactly what we were doing really early on. And uh, and I'd imagine that's the formula he'd be going for with Wales now, and particularly when they don't haven't had as much time. And you know you can layer things on as you go along, but uh, he'll bring clarity to what they're doing, and and that's a really important part of rugby. Despite Ireland not winning a Six Nations game in Cardiff for a decade, they go into tomorrow's game as strong favourites. O'Connell was asked if they're comfortable with that tag. Yes, yeah, that's. The, I suppose we talk about it a little bit, but and maybe uh, maybe it was something that uh, maybe it was something back in our playing day, my playing day. Anyway, we we try and run away from. Um, I think these guys, it doesn't bother them either. Either way, they're probably happy to be world number one. But more focus on getting better, really, than than remaining world number one. You know, I think we might. You could go back a place or two and and, and improve as a team, and that's what we'd want. So, um, so even though we discuss it, the odd time favoritism and what that means, it's there's a focus on getting better in the group. That's that's all you see with with the Irish players. You know, whenever you go around the provinces and you chat to them, all they're focused on is getting better and improving and how to make the team better. You know, there's a really good leadership group here that, um, you know, they've, I suppose they've cracked, you'll never have cracked the anxiety piece around the big games, you know, there's always a little bit there, but they've they've cracked focusing on the performance and, and getting a good performance and, and I suppose seeing where that leaves us rather than being too worried about winning or losing. And speaking on this morning's OTBAM BBC rugby correspondent Chris Jones says Ireland really need to be wary of a Warren Gatland Wales team. There's no doubt that Ireland are going to have more ball. Ireland are going to play better shape. They're going to go through more phases. They're going to look more cohesive. But if Ireland don't take their chances and the Principality Stadium starts to believe and Dan Bigger is in a Dan Bigger mood and, you know, Wales 
didn't have too many performances in the PVAC regime in the last couple of years to re- really hang their hat on. But the one or two they did have was often with Bigger at the helm. I remember France on that Friday night very nearly beat uh, uh, beat France and, and, and wrecked their whole Grand Slam dream. So it definitely can be done. You can bet that's what Gatlin is going to be play- preying on. Perhaps that element of Irish mental vulnerability, certainly from the supporters, whether Andy Farrell will be able to get the Irish in a in a tactically sharper and smarter and mentally sharper place than they were four years ago, then that's that's the big hope for Irish rugby. But yeah, certainly the Six Nations, you, you, you can't dismiss emotion. You'd be mad to. You look at the too many matches in the last few years where a home side has managed to to really rally, use all the energy in the crowd and get the job done when heavy underdogs. And yeah, as that Wales team showed in, in 2021, you can smash and grab a red card for the oppo and you can get out of there with a win. So yeah, I, I think Ireland will, will, will do it tomorrow, but you just can't write off a, a Gatland and bigger Wales side. Ireland's Six Nations weekend begins in Colwyn Bay, where the under-20s face their Welsh counterparts this evening. Three members of the Ireland pack, i.e. Dermot Mangan, Conor O'Tierney and James McNabney, are retained from last year's Grand Slam winning side. Kickoff is at seven, or indeed was at seven, depending on when you're listening to this. Fabian Galtier has handed a debut to Lyon winger Ethan Dumortier as France begin their defence of the Grand Slam against Italy on Sunday. The 22-year-old's introduction is one of five changes from Le Bleu's November win over Japan. Dumortier effectively replaces the injured Jonathan Dante with Yorin Moafana switching to inside centre. Antoine Dupont resumes his halfback partnership with Roman Antimac having been suspended for that Japan game. The rest of the changes are in the pack with loosehead Cyril Bai returning in place of Red Alvordi, who drops to the bench. Having missed the autumn through injury, Paul Willemsa is back in the second row where he's partnered by Toulouse's Thibaut Flamand. The French team in full has Thomas Ramos at full back with Damien Penault and debutant Ethan Demortier on the wings. Gael Ficou is at outside centre with Bordeaux's Joram Moafana inside him. Then it's that halfback partnership of Entemac and Dupont. In the front row, Cyril Bailly starts at loose head. Toulouse teammate Julien Marchand is at hooker and Ouini Antonio allays fitness concerns to start a tight head. It's a second row of Thibaut Flamand and Paul Willemsa, Anthony Yalanche is a blindside flanker, Charles Olivon captains the side from the open side and Gregory Aldry starts at number 8. Kieran Crowley makes two changes to his Italy team from their November outing against the Springboks. Benetton's Tommaso Menoncello gets the nod on the wing with Monte Ioane unavailable. Another Benetton man, Simone Ferrari, starts a tight head in place of Pietro Cicciarelli. Paolo Garbisi remains out injured so Tommaso Allen continues at standoff. That Italy team in full has Ange Capuazzo at full back with the wings being manned by Pierre Bruno and Tommaso Menoncello. In the centre it's Juan Ignacio Brex partnered by Luca Morisi. Tommaso Allen is at number 10 with Stephen Varney at scrum half. It's a front row then of Danilo Fischetti, Giacomo Nicotera and Simone Ferrari. In the second row it's Niccolo Canone and Federico Ruzza with Sebastian Negri, Michele Lamaro and Lorenzo Canone making up their back row. Away from the game and France general manager Raphael Ibanez has defended the presence of disgraced former president Bernard Laporte at their training camp this week. Laporte was pictured at their base in Cap Breton raising eyebrows in rugby circles there. Laporte, don't forget, was handed a two-year suspended prison sentence in December, having been found guilty of four of the five corruption charges which he was facing. It's led to him stepping down from his vice chairman position with World Rugby and his presidency of the French Rugby Federation. He's pursuing an appeal, and even as said Laporte's deep connection with the organising of this year's World Cup in France was the primary reason for inviting him to Cap Breton. 
Finally, legendary Wallabies back, Matt Gitto, has announced his retirement from professional rugby. Now 40, his most recent outpost was with the Giltinis in the United States. Gitto won 103 Wallabies caps, played at three World Cup finals and won two Super Rugby titles with the Brumbies. That's it for today's Rugby Daily. Don't forget to subscribe to the OTB Rugby feed for all of the latest rugby news and indeed podcasts. My name is Richie McCormack. I'll have reaction to the opening Six Nations weekend on the next Rugby Daily. Till then, have a great weekend.